Welcome to the Lexington Cash Podcast, boys. Today, we got a really good one. We covered three things that are important. One is, what are we going to do for Black Friday and Cyber Monday? They could probably be used in Christmas if you do it right. Second, Marcus's seven-figure writing strategies. And third, which day of the week is best if you want high engagement? Enjoy. This is our silver podcast, you know? Summer 25. Very romantic. Very romantic. All right, we got some stuff today. I think it's going to be... Cool. Thank you for tagging me on that post. Uh, we, we can start with that. You said some of the best advice I've given you, so very kindly, thank you. People just want dopamine, man. Like, people just want dopamine. I'll give you an example of this. I had a training that I wanted to post. It was how to reduce your no-shows. And it kind of bombed, didn't do well. And people didn't like it, but then I changed kind of the wrapping, not the gift. So I offered the same thing, which was an integration of emails and like texts and calendar questions that reduce your no-shows. But I called it the Calendly kit. It's just a kit that you copy, paste, and it just works. It's a kit. You just plug it into your business and it works. And it got way better uh, responses. Like people actually did like it a lot because I feel like that kind of gives you a little bit of dopamine as in like, oh, this just plugs I feel like people do just want dopamine. And when you frame your stuff as a magic pill, because magic pills sell in large numbers, it is a little tweak in your marketing and you don't have to change anything about the product, but it just frame it as a magic pill. It hits. Yeah. The reason it came up for me too, is I was thinking this very much was in terms of like retention. And I was, I, I was thinking about it and I'm like, I could guarantee that even as an agency or even a coach, right? For you, let's say you're a coach and you have a 2K a month plan, right? Six months. If you get a result for that client on the day after they pay that invoice and then nothing for 29 days, and then they have to pay that second 2000, they'll have far more regret than if they got that to like that sale 29 days in right before the next payment, because they're going to be in high spirits by the time the next invoice comes, but it's the same result. And it's the same with an agency. It's like, if you get all the results on a Monday, but then you go into the weekend with like three days, just blanking, no results your client's going to feel a, lot, a little bit of remorse going into the weekend. But if you get all the results, you actually could get less results. But on a Friday, they'll go into the weekend, super high spirits. Let's go. We got momentum. Like, it's just bizarre. It's so bizarre. Does that mean like sometimes maybe, I don't know if I'm kind of putting, putting a spotlight on this, but like, does that mean that sometimes you delay a little bit of the results so that it'll be in the end? Well, that's the thing is like, I can't delay the results, but I've no I just noticed that like, if we have a slow week and then we just pop off on Friday, that would be so much happier than if we have a, a, an even week and had double the results. I'm just like, I wish I could like only put bangers on a Friday and just, I, I, it's like in my mind, I'm like, maybe we should save the best thread for Friday. It's, it's a good idea for retention. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But, uh, well, uh, in, I, have a, I have a technical question on that. Do you find that your engagement is way better in certain days of the week? My engagement pops on Wednesdays. I find that Wednesdays are actually quite good for me. Yeah, me too. I've always said that Wednesday is the best day of the week for content. It's why I used to do my auto DMs only on Wednesdays when I was first starting. I would only do Wednesday auto DMs because I just feel everybody's in the mix. Like you, there's no way that they're lagging from the weekend on like a Monday or a long weekend. And there's no way they're in weekend mode by Friday. So it's just right in the middle. Everybody works. There's nobody in the world who's like, Wednesday's my day off, right? I feel like everybody works Wednesdays. So yeah, okay. That's the day I, I think is the best for engagement. In that case, I want to call people out because, bro, I send out emails on Saturdays and Sundays. Open rate is atrocious and people just don't do not do anything. So like all these entrepreneurs that say, I don't take weekends off. You do. Like you probably do. I, I like people just don't respond to that kind of stuff. Well, that's why that's another good point. My my newsletter has been going out on Wednesdays for the last year. The birdhouse.email is every Wednesday morning. <laughs> you have a newsletter? I thought you did it. Yeah, I have a newsletter, a weekly newsletter. By the way, I, I'm having, like, I, I cannot, I hate email. <laughs> My new thing is I cannot stand emails, and I'm so, this might be controversial, I'm bearish on newsletters now. Because for me, I just can't read them. Like, I cannot digest an email the same way I digest, like, I love video. And I know this is, like, to the consumer. Some people just like to read, some people like to watch. I love video content. I cannot, I cannot read newsletters. I just can't. It's just something with it. So everyone's bullish on newsletter companies. I'm more bullish on having a newsletter with a real, like a different company. I almost had a real company. <laughs> I think a newsletter only company, I'm bearish on personally. That's my hot well, take. Well, may maybe if, if you don't like it, then maybe you shouldn't. 
Dan had a, well, the Danco interview just came out and he said something that I thought was really interesting. He said, I create short form content, but all of my content tends to be very long form because that filters short form people. And Dan, we talked about this last time, but he has the rarest personality type in the world. That's like one point something percent of the population. And still the highest personality type percentage on his group is that one is the rarest. So I feel like maybe if you don't want to do it, you shouldn't because then it would attract people that are not kind of like you, you know? So maybe your thing is different. Maybe, maybe a Facebook group with videos could slap for you. I don't know. Maybe YouTube could slap for you. Well, my logic is that if I'm going to get people for marketing on X, should I not just be doing all my marketing on X? Doesn't that makes a little sense. I mean, I mean oh yeah, it, it does make sense. But by the way, have you seen anyone use the X uh, communities feature successfully? I know it's there, but I haven't seen anyone use it. I don't like that feature personally. Uh, I've this is well, funny enough, the statistics show that the usage is actually trending up. More people are using the communities feature. But in my opinion, I think people are using the communities feature because they kind of don't like the algorithm and it's their way of curating. I personally don't like it or use it, but the stats show that it, it's a good feature. Well, maybe that's a good one for you, you know, because when we had the community, you were really active and you knew how to get people hyped up. I don't know. Like right now, I'll tell you one change that I did with Instagram and YouTube. I actually scaled down. I don't post that many shorts because I realized this is just not how I consume my content. I personally, bro, I don't watch, uh, I don't watch videos like that many. I, the only videos I watch are like, anime stuff and like music but i don't watch like how to videos because i just don't enjoy it that much but i do listen to podcasts and if you check the channel there's more podcasts now i haven't recorded like a proper youtube video in a while and maybe that's maybe that's okay you know just do the platform that works for you You don't have to do a newsletter and if you hate it don't do it that's fair like i mean when i consume i'm, I'm mostly consuming entertainment but i think for me when I, I think we talked about this on a past pod is I think consuming more creative content, anime, movies, podcasts, that stuff usually inspires me more to create content than if like watching how-to stuff and like very educational stuff doesn't really inspire me to make anything. So maybe that's part of it. When I was in Austin, bro, Dakota, such a maniac, bro. Like he would never stop. Dakota would work four hours in the sun, by the way, because like, he's Canadian. He doesn't get sun. Poor guy, you know. So he would just stay there for four hours in the sun working. And then he'd come back home while he was eating. He would watch a how-to YouTube video. He just never stopped consuming or doing anything related to work. Or maybe I get it wrong. But to me, watching him do that kind of stuff, while I was watching Dragon Ball Z. I was like, man, how do you do that kind of stuff? But some people just can't do that. And do the one that's more true to you. Like, this is why... Have you ever heard that, seen these uh, uh, talking head videos, bro? And they look like they're being kidnapped. Yeah. Like they're being forced to record this kind of stuff. I don't like that. <laughs> like, I think that kind of makes you look really bad because it's just not a, your natural thing. It's not that maybe you're not good at it. Maybe you are. But if it's not natural to you, people are going to see it. Do whatever's natural to you. I just saw uh, Julia sent me a, a video with Layla Hormozzi and Layla was like, I don't consume anything. She consumes nothing and she says because i don't consume anything i don't know what's working and because i don't know what's working i'm usually just making whatever i think i want to make and it's kind of an advantage but i i i, I responded famously i was like funny i was just like i can't do that i run a content marketing agency i need to know what works Layla. <laughs> like i can't do that <laughs> if i just make what i like my clients are gonna leave <laughs> so it's, it's definitely I think, an archetype yeah it's the, it's the fine line between being an, an artist and, and a bum you want to be an artist, not a bum. So, like, you got to understand what works. Yeah. Well, I like I like consuming. I mean, I think everybody's different. I think that kind of speaks to why you're probably good at writing daily emails. Is like you you kind of just consume the long stuff and you're able to, like, quickly write what inspired you that day. It's, I think it's a little bit different. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with your, your personality type. By the way, what was what is Dan Coe's? It's INFJ. Uh, I have a, a writer on my team that's INFJ as well. Oh, there you go. Ask him if he's in the Dan Coe community. He probably will. <laughs> he probably is, yeah, at this point. All right, um, let's see. What else we got here? Attack on Titan finale. We can talk about it. Yeah, Attack on Titan. But we'll do it at the end for the OGs of the pod. For the OGs stayed in the end. Yeah, there you go. We're going to talk about anime, boys. I want to I wanna talk about this one. Environment is important. Benefits of Poland and Miami, first world cities, versus Guatemala and Bali, third world countries. Can you elaborate on this? 
yeah, I thought it was interesting. I didn't actually realize until I sat down to, to think of what to talk about. And I was like, well, you are in a first world city. You're, you're in Europe and I'm in a first world city, Miami in, uh, in the US, but we both were living in third world countries prior. I don't know if you lived in like the city in Guatemala, but third world country regardless. There will like it's a it's a big town. Guatemala City is not a city; it's a big town. Yeah, and for me, there's definitely I thought there was pros and cons. For you, you might just be like it was all cons. But for me, I think it was interesting. I think the environment has a couple of things. I think from a lifestyle perspective, I felt a little bit more like I could just do whatever the fuck I want in Bali. Like I could just go outside, get on the scooter, shirtless, bare, barefoot, and just go for thirty I mean, minutes. You you were living pretty good there. How much were you spending? Probably like I was spending normal money. I was spending like five grand a month with rent and everything. Like rent So food. what 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 does five K bought you? Yeah, five K a month in Bali is a three bedroom, three bathroom, villa with a pool, cleaners and all, uh eating out every single meal, including like ordering coffees, delivery, all of that stuff as well. That's also like multiple massages per week and like nice dinners. It's like pretty Pretty OP. <laughs> <laughs> you ordered coffee? Oh, like every morning at 6 a.m. I would order delivery coffee. It was two ice co- two like ice lattes delivered doorstep for like seven bucks. Bro, you can't you can't do it on your on your on your villa. Uh, we literally did not use the kitchen. We used the kitchen the first day, and we had like a mental breakdown because it was just like not a real kitchen. It was like a kitchenette, and it was so hot, and none of the stuff worked. And we were like, are we really gonna buy appliances for like five months? So we're like, nope, we're just going to order everything. <laughs> so we ordered everything for six months. It was honestly pretty sick. Dude, That's uh, you realize that's not a 5K a month lifestyle. That's actually way higher. In, that's like in... a 20K a month US lifestyle. Yeah, okay. So if okay, if you did that in Miami, how much would you be spending? You think 20? If we did that in Miami with the with the, the cleaners and yeah, we would easily spend like at least 10, but probably closer depending where you eat, like 15, 20. Yeah, last time you remember you were like, "Hey, I'm getting a haircut," and you're like, "What was it, like seventy bucks?" Yeah, that's like a Miami thing. It was like seventy dollars. I I also go to this guy. He's like, "I've cut Mike Tyson before." I'm like, "All right, I accidentally wa- like stumbled into a celebrity barber." So wait, hold on. Wasn't Mike Tyson bald? I think you get <laughs> you get scammed, bro. <laughs> it was an old haircut, and I think it was just being an iron. No, bro. <laughs> You got scammed. Mike Tyson was bald. Hey, bro, I can cut your hair next time, okay? And then, <laughs> holy shit. I got snake oil salesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I cut Jeff Bezos, Mike Tyson, The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you got scammed, bro. No other way to say it. But I do, I do think there's benefits of the city, at least here. Like, I like being surrounded. Like, when we go into our parking garage, there's, like, three McLarens, a Ferrari, and, like, Lambo. And it's not like I like that stuff. I don't actually want those cars. But it's knowing that I'm not, like, a big fish in a small pond, and it's more like a small fish in a big pond. It's kind of nice. Like, it's a little bit more motivating. Where in Bali, it's like, I could do two hours of work and then be like, ah, we're good. Top of the world. Yeah. Here, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like a nobody here, which is fine. I prefer that. So I think the environment is interesting. I also missed, oh my God, walkable city. I needed that. And I, man, I, I, I love it. You got the steps up. My, my average right here is like 15K a day. It's actually really nice and I don't feel it. It's really good. Yeah. It's, it's nice here. And I, I like being able to like you walk to my coffees and I like, I love the weather, by the way. I mean, I know, what do you think about it? Cause I know you were in Guatemala for a long time and then you've been to Poland multiple times. So you must like Poland a lot. So I want to hear what you think on it. Yeah, it's the culture, bro. The architecture. But I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like Guatemala was really cool, but it, it is best, in my opinion, if you treat it kind of like seasons. Scott Galloway has a phrase. Uh, America is the best place to make money. Europe is the best place to spend it. So I don't really like staying in one home base for a long time. I like moving around depending on on what what kind of season it is. So, for example, I only had spring through my entire life until 22. But now I, I kind of understand the seasons. So summer is really intense. So I will work a lot. Fall is actually pretty chill. Winter is more of a planting phase. And spring is more for planting the seeds to, so you won't suffer in summer. Because you and I and your clients and a lot of people listening to this, we run education businesses. And uh, summer tends to be kind of, shitty <laughs> for education businesses so if if you can treat it kind of like seasons like that spring is a place to plant the seeds summer is to grind 
fall is to like kind of read the rewards of what you've sown. Right now, I'm actually quite rested. And winter is kind of when you plan. It's a fun, it's a fun thing. And if you prime your environment for that, it's, it's quite helpful. Yo, all right. So Riverside exploded, but we're back. So I actually have my friend, I th I've mentioned him a couple of times on the pod. Uh, my friend, Don, Don Paul, he runs an education business, but he is also like a day trader. He's really good. Uh, but he always plans his years similar to that, where he does the first nine months of the year. So he, he does it in quarters. Quarters one through three is like his sprint where he'll just go all out stream five days a week, nonstop. Like he, he goes hard. And then quarter four, he'll actually lower down his risk on his day trading and he'll lower down like the amount of streams he does and he'll slowly slow down in the winter months. He'll go to like, he loves to go to Turks and Caicos, he'll go on vacation. So he uses quarter four as his reset and he does like nine months sprint. So he does, he'll sprint for three quarters straight and then the quarter four, quarter four, he'll tone it down, which I thought was interesting. It's similar to what you do. You do. For me, it's like November, usually November. The problem with, with how I do it too is November is usually a really good month for education sales, like especially with Black Friday and you got even Amazon and Ecom does really well in November. Everything goes hard in November. So for me, it's like December will be a little bit of a slowdown, whereas November is just like sprint hard. Should we cover our Black Friday Cyber Monday strategies on this pod? <laughs> well, but next next pod's gonna be like on uh on the Monday before. I'll 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 share some of my Black Friday stuff. I think it's gonna be interesting. Okay, so I had a come to Jesus moment for my Black Friday sale because I'm you know I believe a lot in reason why marketing. A reason why marketing is your offer could work, but you're just not giving a people people a reason to do it now. So I have a wait list and. The reason why is the offer is going to be kind of the same every time, maybe some tweaks, but it's like, hey, we got limited spots. This is why you should act now because the power goes to whoever is more scarce, either demand or supply. A lot of coaches don't get clients because their supply is unlimited. So if you don't buy today, they know you will, you will still be there tomorrow. So it's like, there's no reason to buy today. You know what I mean? So I'm big on giving people reasons why. For the next five people, you'll get a bonus one-on-one -on -one call. For the next... We're going to close spots when we hit 10. To, <laughs> I have one that I have some people on the wait list. Sometimes I'll message them and say, uh, hey, Marcos, <laughs> one spot opened up for legs and cash. And I thought you had, I think we could do great things together. And tomorrow I'm going to email the rest of the wait list members. But would you like in before I do? And then it's like, oh, like there's a reason why. There's a timing. So I had my come to Jesus moment. And I figured out what is my reason why? So... Over the, the years, last year, actually, I've never sold anything low ticket. Very few things. And if I did, it was kind of not a big deal. But now I thought, we're going to make it a big deal. And I learned this from Alchemy. It's a book by Rory Sutherland. Now, uh, Alchemy shows how little things can make up for huge changes in perception. For example, Tesla. Tesla has the seeds of vegan leather. It's plastic, bro. But they call it vegan leather. Because then it's like, oh... So cool, right? It sounds so much different. The watch I bought is the Omega Speedmaster. I don't wear watches. Like, you never see me with a watch. But it's because it's the first watch that went to the moon. And the story was so nice. Like, they made alchemy, just transforming materials into another stuff. And we can talk about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood by the time we're done in this podcast, if you'd like. But alchemy is important. So I thought, what can I steal? I'm going to be in Korea, so I can really do a live workshop. And I didn't really have time to create a course or a product. So I thought... What if I pair up my three most, because I do run some workshops, my three most popular workshops, which is get leads, create an offer, and likes and cash, grow your account. And I pair them up together, and I could say bundle, but bundle sounds kind of lame. And after getting into the alchemy kind of world, I thought, okay, let's create something completely new. So now, the reason why, and the alchemy that I apply to this one is, guys, I've had a change of heart. I've only sold high ticket and very expensive stuff for the longest time, but I've realized how much the shitty advice is hurting you. And now I want to help you, which is why I'm releasing now a low ticket product called Your First 10K. The three main things you need to make your first 10K online as a coach or as a consultant. It's a recording, bro. It's three recordings. But when you include alchemy into the mix, it has a certain like magic to it. It's cool to implement that. I love it. I love it. Is Omega Speedmaster, I can't get over this. Is Omega Speedmaster really the first launch of the movie? <laughs> well, the moon landing didn't happen, so it's not. 
to answer your question you're like yeah this is my entire strategy i'm like by the way dude the moon <laughs> <laughs> you just cool story bro me we're like we're like the same we're like the same with the whole watch thing i i talk about it often behind closed doors i'm like i i don't really love watches and i feel like i keep getting pilled by social media to like like watches i only like them when they have the story and i just i didn't know i want i want that one now so i need you to send me your watch Give me it. Bro, have you have you read the Omega Speedmaster app? No. Have you ever seen this? You uh, show okay. the one with the, is it the one with the water? It, no, that is the Seamaster. Seamaster, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah need... so let me let me show you. Okay, we're gonna cover my favorite ad of all time, Phyllis. Uh, I'm gonna read it to you. This might be like a one, two minute read, but let's get it. This is the ad that made me buy an $8,000 watch because it was so elegant. Not only the ad, but actually, you know, I kind of wanted to flex at the moment, but everybody has, you know, like quoting the great philosopher Hannah Montana, everybody makes mistakes, everybody has those days. So we're going to go on with the ad. How can a man in a $27,000 suit settle for a $235 watch? The Apollo Soyuz spacesuits, like those for every preceding space mission, were designed specially for the job. Not surprising either, you'd hardly expect to find the equipment for the flight through race to space to this historic America-Russia meeting ready invented in the shops. Yet that's how the astronauts found the Omega Speedmaster, their watch. In 1965, NASA picked up a Speedmaster, as simply as you do in your local jewelry shop, and they made it standard flight equipment for every astronaut. Because unlike any other chronograph tested, whatever NASA did to the Speedmaster, it stood up. If you're wearing an Omega Speedmaster, you can be proud of it. Numerous space missions, six moon landings, and now, almost unbelievably, America and Russia together. For any other watch, the shock would be too much. That's awesome. That is beautiful. That is incredible. That is. Do you have it with you? Uh, no, not right now. All right. Yeah, no. yeah, it's fake. I rented it. So it's, it's I'm a faker. Sorry. It's a <laughs> exposed. I want to do an exercise. Um, so this was an Alex Rambosi tweet that I thought was actually really cool. And I want to do it. Okay, so here's the tweet. Rogan talks about aliens, comedy, fighting, politics, and biohacking. The Rock has WWE, movies, football, fitness, tequila. He likes, Alex said, I like business, philosophy, fitness, comedy, and utilitarianism. You don't pick your niche, you are your niche. What are yours? So I'll you to give your list and I'll give, I'll give my list and I'll give you. Okay, mine is autism, <laughs> writing, <laughs> money, and uh, self-reliance. I'll tell that. And a lot of Apple Watch hate. And Eastern European maximalism. <laughs> yes, I love Eastern Europe. I'll tell you that much. Okay, because it is it is true. You don't you don't tailor yourself to a market. You tailor a market to you. We can get into that later. But what's yours? I think mine is like X content maximalism because I think everybody shits on content consumption. And I love it. Content maximalism. Uh, probably soccer. Probably anime. And probably like education because I probably talk about. It's funny. It's like, it's interesting that now that I list it out, there's more about things that aren't business related to their are business. And I think that says something. I think that's also okay. I think it's interesting. And I think, I think about this with Alex Becker too, because he does it. Alex Becker's, and I'll, I'll just list it for him. It's like anime, gaming, crypto, and then it's like software. And then it's like biohacking. Too. He's like Jack. And biohacking. Like oh, okay. he's like, life. so it's like all of his content is nothing related to Hyros, his $100 million company. And then he does like crypto. Like it's funny because, but his Hyros grew because of his personal brand. So it's interesting. So you can build your personal brand around like 80% things that aren't even related to the product you sell because people are buying you for you and maybe not just the product. So it's interesting. A thousand percent, bro. People buy coaches, not coaching. Like people buy you the way you are. And oh my God, I had a, I had a good point on this, but oh yeah. We overestimate what people will find interesting. The other day I had a coaching call and only one dude showed up because it was an Euro-Asia call, right? And it's like, okay, Robert, what do you want to do? He's like, I can't talk right now. I'm just here for the whatever, just to talk. I'm like, okay, Rob, I can go over your content and give you feedback or I can share my screen and just work and you can see what I'm doing. It's like, bro, share your screen. Let's go. So I just shared my screen and I just started working right for an hour. Like I, I did what I was going to do anyway. And in the end, he said, that was a great call. Thank you so much. I didn't speak. Bro, I didn't speak. But he was like, this was excellent. So we overestimate what people will find interesting. When we talk about anime, 
and fades and you know we throw shit around yeah people love it well that's why i like doing the pod it's like i did the pod doesn't necessarily get me direct income like, i don't get paid to do this do you <laughs> we don't get, are you getting paid have you seen, Bro, we we get paid to do this like are you seeing this, this does get deals have you seen where the millers the millers? yeah i know what you mean yeah you're getting paid that's getting paid you love doing the podcast because uh we do many things and we talk oh, about whatever i got it so something something and i don't do this often but i'm gonna give like some hardcore alpha something we ask clients when we're onboarding them is we want to know what their hot takes are we want to know like what is your opinion on this i want to know what is your controversial opinion that's going to get you canceled so it's funny it's this you can relate this to uh have you ever you might probably haven't but it's it's the show uh it's a, it's a presidential show on netflix and it's house, house of cards, cards. i think it's house of cards or or uh the other one where like the white house blows up one of the other anyways they're bringing on a new candidate and it is house of cards they're bringing on a new candidate and they're asking him what like what are all your dark secrets like what can people cancel you for what what is like what's your what's your skeleton in the closet like tell me like we want to know what the worst thing that could possibly come up because your competition's gotta find it and they're gonna use it it's similar to that i'm like what is your like what are your dark opinions like what could probably get you canceled what's gray area what's borderline what's your what do you really hate what do you dislike we ask those things at onboarding because we're going to push the boundaries especially as we warm up a little bit like what can we tweet out that's going to cause some real you know what i mean and ty lopez said it on the uh the fresh and fit podcast he said if you don't have at least 20 percent haters you're, you're doing something wrong with your personal brand it needs to be 80 20 it should not be 100 percent of people like you need 20 percent of your your audience to not like or 20 percent of the people seeing your content to not like you or else you're not going to be as big as everyone else but if you go too far like uh, donald trump if you go 50 50 you get indicted and you, people are like you're going to prison bro <laughs> like, <laughs> don't have too many haters because they'll take you down but 80 20 is is the, is the good fit so this is like a personal branding masterclass. So I'll, I'm curious what you think of all that. Now, before that mandatory question, Marcos, what are your dark secrets? What are the things that could get you canceled? Mandatory question. All right. So this is, I've, I've slowly been trying to like let this out onto social media, but I think you have to have kids. I think so. I just tweeted this like an hour ago. Biologically, if as a human, you have to have kids to reproduce, right? So you as a human, your biological purpose is to keep your species alive. So if you don't want kids, is that mental illness? Hard. Is it not? I don't know, man. Like the logic checks out. <laughs> so this is my new thing. Is that until someone can give me like a counter argument, I think it might be a mental illness to not want kids. JK's like, I am mentally <laughs> No, I do want kids. No, I do I do I do want kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've actually been thinking about this, but we'll talk we'll talk more about this off the pod. Oh, well, and you made me talk about all that. <laughs> no, not about the kids thing. No, I do. I do want kids. I'll tell you that much. Like, I do want kids. But um, to be fair, bro, yes, lay out your controversial opinions. Remember the racism podcasts? <laughs> that got great feedback, bro. It's got 1K views. People loved it. Well, this is like, this is also part of my bull case on X. And my, my mentor told me, he's like, oh, like, he basically, this is a whole segment. Um, more alpha this is way too much alpha. We're going to have to cut the pot. So my mentor was like, you should expand to, to LinkedIn and you should do Twitter plus LinkedIn. And I'm, I'm like, I know I could do LinkedIn and charge a little more and like kind of have two platforms a lot. But for me, you kind of, every time you build a business, you pretty much just put your eggs in a basket and you have to have risk, right? Everybody makes their bets really. When you make a business, you make your bet. So for me, my bet is just that X is going to be the end all be all. It's going to be the app. And part of that is because you're not going to get your account deleted for saying your opinion. It's the only it's the only app I would actually go out and go crazy because every other app you're going to get censored. So that's part of my bull case. But he did tell me, he's like, you should go to LinkedIn. I think for me, it's like, I can get twice as much feedback if I just double down on X. I can be I can get better at the platform twice as fast as everybody else if I don't expand and all of my competition expand. Everyone. I don't know anyone that didn't that didn't expand that over time before quitting most of them quit yeah i think that's solid i think i think that's a good move like hicks and gracie has a great quote he's arguably the best fighter of all time nothing is 100 percent positive or 100 percent negative so when you said that to me i thought but bro you could just copy and paste it into linkedin it's not that hard but there's also a downside to it the other day someone asked me jk should i do instagram and linkedin and should i focus on these many platforms and i thought like what am, what are my most useful mental models 
that I have is as entrepreneurs, we have three resources. We have money, which is the least valuable, time, which is more valuable than money, and attention, which is the most valuable one. Where you focus your attention, like you're you're at the risk of sounding platitude, your mindset creates your reality, right? But if you focus your attention on the wrong things, it's fucked up. So the way I see it is money is bronze, time is silver, and attention is gold. So if you give out bronze and you get gold back, that is a positive trade. Which is why paying for an assistant to take care of your stuff, that makes sense. Because you gave bronze and you get gold back. Now, if you give gold and you get bronze back, there is a certain equivalent where that makes sense, but often not. Which is why maybe focusing right now, maybe you, focusing on stock trading and investing, wouldn't that wouldn't work so well as you focusing on your business and just making more money. So you can't give out gold and get bronze back. It's just not a good trade. So that was the counter argument to your LinkedIn thing, which was... Yes, I could do stuff on LinkedIn, but I want to check notifications. I want to see how I'm doing. I'm going to engage with people. People are going to message me there. And then your attention gets split. So to your point is you could do both, but you give a pretty solid argument on why to focus on one platform. I tell people focus on one platform until you no longer check the prices on the menu. So I have two follow-ups. One follow-up, this is my public cry for help. I think I'm the loyalist X user on the planet. I'm the only X only marketing agency that's like bigger than zero so if you're watching this and you work at x i want to be flown out to san francisco i'll fly out i just want to be allowed in and i want to come in and i want to talk to the people who make the ads because i want to be like how can i maximize this so if you work at x and you listen to this which you might dm me i want to talk i want to come to san francisco and i want to help you guys fix the platform's ads and be great again maga make ads great again all right on, 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 a, on a separate note to this mini mini note is if you go there and if anybody's listening i'm willing to pay a lot of money if you get me on banned from twitter ads please help me i've been trying for two years now help help please okay all right. go ahead. second follow-up is i'm really bad at remembering follow-ups <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the lexic cash podcast where we give out a ton of game and then it just goes all goes to shit at minute 44. What were we talking about prior? <laughs> you, had, you had two follow-ups, LinkedIn, attention, gold, bronze, silver. Oh. And then you said, fly me out to San Francisco. Yeah, LinkedIn. Should we go to the Notion? <laughs> It'll hopefully come back. <laughs> I didn't write group on the whole audience. <laughs> 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 and you've been saying like for, through the entire pod you're like this is so much alpha but okay i'm going to give it and then it just don't give yeah i don't remember <laughs> so all right let's go to the notion let's go to the notion this this is our savior okay all right yes i want to i want to make a point of everything you want is already inside you you are already it often when i coach people it's a, not a learning it's a lot of unlearning of the bad habits of the things you thought you had to do the things like for me it's I realized I don't need a closure. I don't need a setter. I don't need an entire sales team. I can just sell with a Google Doc. But I had to unlearn it. I knew that I could, that copy sells, but I just had to unlearn the whole closure thing. And one of the best ways to do this, to find which things you need to unlearn, is actually just consume the astrology equivalent of business, which is the platitude, mindset, and really basic advice. So often, not often, but lately, I've been reading Cialdini, the um, influence book, and it's got some basic shit, man. Like, people are more willing to do you favors if you do the favor for them first. You knew that, right? Another stuff like uh, people are more willing to buy or comply with what you ask if you give them a reason why. It's like, of course, of course, bro. But when you read this kind of foundational book, it's interesting. I don't know if you've ever had this. Like, you're struggling with a kind of, let's say, a level from 1 to 10. You're struggling with a level 10 problem but when you listen to the level one advice the level 10 problem gets solved have you ever had that when you go back to the fundamentals and you just re-listen to that podcast that helped you a year ago you reread that how to win friends and influence people book it's like oh i know the answer because you read the fundamentals so not a big fan of reading advanced stuff big fan of reading the astrology equivalent of business i always hear people rereading books i struggle to reread books it's hard for me to read a book twice and I, it's just, I think I feel like I'm wasting time. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's hard to reread books when you, when you don't read books because <laughs> you don't have anything to reread. <laughs> I've been reading, I just started 1984, George Orwell. I'm into, I'm into this whole fiction now. You know why? Because lately, every time I watch like a show or an anime, I've been watching Loki. I've been watching Jujutsu Kaisen Attack on Titan, which we'll get into. I just get like motivated to like create. Just because it's it's fiction, but it motivates me because it's like there's always a message, especially with that the Attack on Titan finale made me want to like 
change the world. <laughs> like, I need to fix everything. <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually have a selfish question that I wanted to ask you before we move on to that. Because that would be like obviously like our last segment. What is your week in the life and how do you, do you theme your days? Do you have one day, do you still have one day for calls? What is your like weekly productivity? Do you just keep blank calendar? I want to hear like what you do to get everything done as a business owner now, as opposed to the past. Okay. So do you want to, do you want to know that now that I'm like kind of in a more, you know, I'm chill because I don't have that much pressure or do you want to know when I was grinding real hard? I want to know now and I want to know like where do you, how do you prioritize things? Do you have a journal? I want to know everything. Okay. Classic. What's your morning routine, sir? Yeah. So I wake up at 4 a.m. and I yell, fuck. And then I make money. That's, that's what I do. Then I meditate for three hours, start working at 4.01. What actually happens is, okay. Okay. Let's go. So big believer in fundamentals. Because I realized that advanced stuff is just never stopping doing the fundamentals. And I love that you asked me this. We didn't plan this but I actually have it saved over here because it's something I watch every day and I actually have it ready. Okay, awesome. So things I do, this is important. And if you're on the YouTube, it might be a good idea to, to see what I'm doing right now. So every Monday is, um, is calls day. So usually I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what calls I have. I have the Euro call because I have a coaching call for Europe and Asia. And that is only I show up and I answer questions, right? And um, that could be either mentorship or consulting, which are two different things. Mentorship is showing you like kind of how I would do it. And consulting is just telling you what to do. Could be either of those. Anyway, you're a call, 9 a.m. Then 10 a.m., nothing up until like 4 p.m. Because right now I'm in Europe. It will change when I'm back. But group onboarding. So I let people in the program. Then it's my actual coaching call for the American time zone because that's where most of the clients are. Then I have boardroom call, which is kind of the call with higher level people. My The call with my assistant where we kind of get everything done. He asked me questions and I just attack them. And the coaching huddle, which is when we talk to the coaches, that is kind of my Monday, but it's only calls. Now, the most interesting part, because it's very specific to me, the most interesting part that I think is more applicable to you and people listening is what happens on non-call days. Uh, also the podcast, right? So that usually happens, but non-call days. I'm a big believer in doing the fundamentals right. And then operating, not as in, I have to send this many DMs every day, or I have to post this many times every day. I'm more of a fan of, for example, show, not tell every day. Or instead of, I have to send this many emails, I do something as improve your competence today. So every day I have five things that I need to check. And these five things, I find that they're kind of the things that if I keep doing, eventually things are going to work. So it's these five things. Number one, every day I have to deliver for clients. So that is Slack messages. That is a call, recording trainings. Two, every day I need to make an offer, either via email. Yeah, mostly email. Three, every day I have to promote my list. I got to get people on the list. People sometimes say, you're making too many offers. Well, dude, today somebody, somebody thanked me. They said, oh, thank you for making this offer today. Like I needed it and they bought. I'm like, oh, great. The other day, hey, I'm really happy you're going to release an offer on Black Friday because you let me know about it. Looking forward to it. So for the people who are like, yeah, making offers or like selling is going to hurt your brand, it doesn't. It actually gives people an opportunity to work with you more closely. So make an offer every day, promote my list every day because the money's in the list. Big believer in that. <laughs> I know I said you should have started a list, Marcus, but I do, but I do like it. So deliver for clients, make an offer, promote my list. Fourth thing, show, don't tell. Every day I have to show my solution, not tell my solution. Big mistake I used to do. Join this because it's going to help you do this. Wrong. This helps somebody do this. Join if you want a similar result, right? You show. And the last thing is having conversations with people. Either they email me and we talk an email and then either I send them a training or a free resource or an offer to work with me more closely. But those are my five things. Deliver for clients, make an offer, promote my list, show, don't tell, and having conversations. If I take care of those five for that day, I am done. Sometimes things that are simple, like promoting my list, right? That's just plugging something in. That takes five seconds. Sometimes delivering for clients means hopping on a call that takes two hours. But as long as these five fundamentals are in place, that day I consider a successful day. And these are my lead indicators and the lag indicators is money. So these five, that's my list. I wake up at like eight, eight or nine. I work, coffee, keep working, train, come back, and then I'll do something else and do whatever I want by noon or something. Okay, two follow-ups and I swear I'll remember 
Did you see that? No. What, oh, you got you got balloons. Is it your birthday? My sister's birthday. I didn't. My hands aren't even on the keyboard. This is the weirdest day of Riverside. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, uh, Marcus's sister. Good shit. Oh, by the way, I, I have these five fundamentals here. So that's what I was. I was gonna ask you. One of those follow-ups is, can you send me that? Because I'd love to look at it. Maybe iterate. Yeah. So uh, th this thing. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, so this one was, uh, I would cons I would wrote like, because I, this was going to be kind of a hectic week, I wrote my wins of the week and I keep it on my on my wallet. So I, it's easy access to me when I feel overwhelmed, I just like pull it up. By the way, this is the Dan Cole wallet. He gave this to me. He used to uh, sell wallets, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, do you, uh, this is like more of a nitpick question. Do you schedule your shows or do you write the show every day, just like your email in terms of like the content? Depends. Uh, if I don't have anything for that day, then I'd be like, okay, I'll write it. And then I send it. But there's some days when you're like kind of in the mojo. So I just write three and then I schedule them. Set the after three. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wins of the week. Deliver a good workshop. Fundamentals every day. So the fundamentals I just showed you, the five. Get clients clear on next steps because I freaked out and uh, we got our highest week ever. And I just sent everybody my one-on-one -on -one calendar link because I freaked out. I thought like these guys need to win. So get client clear on next steps. Sell on every touch point make an offer every day and uh, create the offer, which is your first 10K offer. So that was, those are my wins of the week. And I need to check this one out because it's done. So that big, big fan of lead indicators because they turn into lag indicators. I don't like goals as in close one client this week because you don't control that. But you control doing the things that lead to that. Yeah, I like the show, don't tell. And I like the wins for the week. And I like this system because for me, what happens is if I schedule it the week before, I feel like I'm missing some of the wins. Like for example, we had a win where it's like a client hit 25K followers. And then I had another win like two days later where it's like a client had tons of calls booked with less followers than the week before, which is interesting. But I miss those when I go and schedule because they happened in the past. But I feel like if I just do it in the, during the day and I just have it fresh on my mind, I won't miss as many client wins. That's interesting. It's just a thought of mine more of a, this last 10 minutes have been selfish. Yeah, it's useful to have it because then you could just, just be like, oh, by the way, these are the, like if you're stressing about losing weight, it's like, Okay, eat 2,000 calories today. So, oh, right. If I keep doing this, it's going to work. Right. So you don't really need to stress about that. So this lead indicator versus lag indicators, big game changer. I do like it. I like it a lot. All right. What'd you think? Attack on Titan finale. Uh, I didn't watch it, but we could talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. Which episode are you in? I'm caught up. I'm caught up. Oh, like anime or manga? Anime, anime. Oh, uh, okay. Well, last one. Bro, who's the coolest character? And why is it Toji? <laughs> Well, it is, I just thought it was, I like, I'm a little bit selfish. I'm like, I wish we got like a reveal now. Like I wish he found out it was his dad. But, oh, wait, spoilers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. we ever, not only anyone, if we talk about anime, if you're not cut up, just cut out. Like this is for people who are like weekly watchers because you're going to get spoiled like crazy. Yeah. This isn't an anime talk show. I'm not going to be like, oh, spoiler alert. So that's just my disclaimer for history. <laughs> Anyways, who's I, your favorite I, character? My, it's not Toji. It's not Toji. Um, I think, yeah, sorry. Ana. I like Sukuna. I like Sukuna. I thought oh, it, that guy's sick. He looks so badass. He's like, only one knee? <laughs> you thought one knee was enough? And he yeah. But <laughs> like, I didn't feel cool. Bro, but like two weeks ago, you you didn't watch Jujutsu Kaisen, or did you? Because I, well, it was like a month ago because I, I watched an entire season and a half on the 18 hour flight. So I caught up hardcore. It's pretty easy to catch up. It's only like 20 minute episodes. Yeah. And it's like, it's like quite good, isn't it? So good. The movie, the movie is probably my favorite thing so far. And I need, what's his name to come back? The guy from the kid from the movie. Uh, once he's back, this whole Utah. That's Utah. Back from Africa. It's going to be crazy. You probably are on manga, so you know what happens. But yeah, I cannot. I'm an anime. By the way, this is my opinion. I'm an anime only guy because... I love the feeling of big reveals with the animation combined. Like not knowing, like it's just so cool. And it paid off, it paid off with Attack on Titan because the manga was worse. They actually changed stuff from the manga to the anime because of the backlash. And now the anime was perfect. Wait, I've only seen the manga. So that means that when I watch the anime, it's going to be different. In Attack on Titan, the finale, they changed a few of the parts that people didn't like from the manga, which made it like perfection. And okay. I, I I saw some parts of, like in YouTube, sometimes Crunchyroll will upload like some things and everybody loved it. Like, it's very rare that I see everybody like stuff. Like in spoilers, One Piece, you know, Luffy has Geo 5. You know what that is? No, I'm not, I'm not a One Piece guy. 
Yeah, it's like it's like Super Saiyan, the top the top Super Saiyan, right? But people didn't like it on the manga, on the anime. But like it was weird that everybody loves the the anime thing, and everybody did like it. The only part I did see was when Levi cut Zeke's head off. It was like, and it sounds clean, like it's like so nice. Attack on Titan's the best show. At big characters die with like no build up. <laughs> they just. It's like it's like the one show where, or actually Jujutsu Kaisen did it too in the last episode where they killed off like three characters so fast. It's like and then we're just Yo. like what? Like, dude. Bro, it, it gets it gets worse, bro. Like I'm the I'm the typical, but like wait until the manga and the anime cut just I'm I'm that guy. I'm that guy. But to be fair, it is incredibly like Shibuya it is the best arc, in my opinion. Like that's sad gonna be over yeah, yeah she no it's, it's not <laughs> yeah we, we yeah we got a long way to go Shibuya yeah but uh Shibuya in my opinion is the best after that it gets a little bit like kind of slow but you're watching Jujutsu Kaisen at its in my opinion at its peak it's like watching Naruto when just Akatsuki just came up kind of like that all right don't spoil it for me but I all I'm gonna say is if full power or 20 finger Sukuna fights Gojo full power at any point in this series I'll probably start throwing up. <laughs> Can't watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But it, it is it is beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. I hate spoilers. Like, and me, I say this as I'm spoiling people. But when people do it to me and they think it's funny, like, I hold grudges. Like, at that point, I hold grudges. Can I tell you one grudge that I hold? Oh, I have them too. We could finish with that. So okay, we'll finish with that, man. This is, this is petty. So, at school, high school, we used to play this game called Clash Royale. Have you ever played Clash Royale? I was a Clash of Clans guy, but yeah, I'm old. Yeah, me too. Like I, I used to play Clash of Clans too. But um, you know, when when the biggest town hall was 10, you know, the OGs, the level with the lava thing. Anyway, we had we had Clash Royale, which is basically you can play against someone else one on one, one v one. You couldn't do that in Clash of Clans. That just wasn't a thing. Or like your friends, you couldn't. Yeah, you're you like, yeah, I'm better than you. Like there was no way to see it. Right now, you can actually we'll see you in a week when I'm upgrading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like some, and somebody buys gems, and you're like, you fucking cheater. Yeah, you're and you cheater. bought gems. What the hell's wrong with you? Owns credit card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rich kids. Okay, Clash Royale. There was this guy, and I still hate to admit it. And he, you know, he he he. Sometimes, uh, anyway, he bit me really hard. And I was the second best in school and Clash Royale. That guy was the first. But I hate saying it because I'm like, I beat him sometimes though. I did. But it's, oh, okay. He beat me. And often, but he was so good at trash talking. Every time he would beat me, he would say stuff like, hey, JK, like, it's okay to be shit. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, he did it. He said it in English. He said it in English. Yeah. Because that made it even more insulting. It's like, can you even like speak your own language to me, bro? What the hell is wrong with you? Anyway, it has been seven years and I still hold grudges with him because I found out that his, his mom has the first same birthday as me. So every day for the past seven years on my birthday, before I even check my own mom's message, I send Douglas a message. Hey, Douglas, tell your mom happy birthday from me every day for the past seven years. That's been my birthday morning tradition. And I still haven't missed a single <laughs> birthday because fuck that guy, man. I hated that. <laughs> it's going to be your deathbed regret. <laughs> but he takes it cool, though. He says happy birthday too, bro. All right. Last one. Have you seen Breaking Bad and do you plan on watching it? I have watched it. Okay, cool. You finished it. Yeah, I loved it. All right, so I was halfway through. I had not finished it at this point, and as this was when I was still in the army, and we were doing an exercise, and we were in a basically a secret talk, which is just you have to leave your phones outside because you're not allowed your phone for classified information. So we would play 21 questions to keep ourselves entertained, and the 21 questions for this one, it was a person, and 21 questions like I'm thinking of a person, and then you ask questions, you try to figure it out. Someone asks, "Is this person dead?" They go, "Yeah," and then someone goes, and this was like one of the last questions. Someone goes. Walter White. And I was like, oh. oh. I was on like season four. I was so deep. I was, and that this was my downloaded show for the entire exercise. Like this was about watching all day, every day. And they were like, is he dead? Walter White. And I'm like halfway through the show, peak curiosity. I love it. And I found out he, that he dies and I never watched it again to this day. 
Still have. I will not. You didn't finish, finish it. Nope. And I'm not. What's wrong with you? No. Trailer's trash. <laughs> trash in my mind. Bro, and season four is so good because that's like where it's it's Walter White versus Gus, Gus Fring. That's, yeah, that's season and he four's meets, theme. Meets Gus at the chicken at the chicken shop, and his voice changes. And it's like everything's getting so deep, and I'm just like, this is so good. He's cooking in his factory and everything. I'm just like, this is awesome. And then I find out it died. I'm like, well, I don't want to watch it anymore. That's my thing. I can't watch shows when I know the ending. Well, oh, wait. How do you avoid all these spoilers? How do you avoid the, the Attack on Titan spoilers? How do you avoid the Jujutsu Kaisen spoilers? I don't read comment sections because... And my this is it's harder for me, too, because Attack on Titan was easy since there was so much space between each episode. Every season is like you forgot if I read a spoiler. But um, I watch, like, anime reactors on YouTube because I'm like, I'm going to watch what they have reacted. It's just, like, my weird thing. I don't read comments because there's always the people in the comments or just like, well, wait till you see this. It's like, back, you're, you're that guy. It's like, wait till you see when this happens. So, can't read comment sections. It's And I don't I don't search it on Twitter unless I know there's no spoilers. So, like, I would never search Boruto on Twitter because I actually watch that and I don't want to see any manga readers because they always spoil you watch boruto all right relax boruto is pretty good if you just ignore the filler it's pretty good okay well that's all naruto if you ignore the filler like the thing about naruto is ignore the filler we didn't talk about the filler but it was so good like the build-up it's just getting better after like first season great tuning exams great sasuke leaves the village great and then you it's like a huge like a hundred episodes pre of filler for some reason yeah jiraiya arc great and then akatsuki better pain was the best and then it falls through well i'm watching people react to naruto now and luckily they have the sites that will tell you what to watch and they tell you which episodes to skip which i think if i as a kid like i used to watch it every week it was easy to watch filler because i was a kid nowadays i would never watch filler so it's like just yeah no no pop the filler you can go on there's the- only one good filler in naruto do you know what that is um, one good episode of filler i saw it it was in og naruto right i think i just no, saw it's uh, it's, it's in og naruto yeah, yeah. i saw it because i just saw it on youtube can you remind me it's the one where they want to see what's behind kakashi's yeah, mask, Kakabi's mask and the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was actually good that was actually good looks, and he looks just like gojo <laughs> he does look like gojo look, well gojo looks like him well let's relax a little bit yeah L- credit to the og right but bro it Toshi is the coolest character. You you need to admit this. Itachi got killed by the plot. We all know. Everyone knows that Itachi would have been the strongest, but it's fine. I'm fine. What do you know? I think so. I think so. If he had Eternal, it'd be pretty insane. It'd be pretty insane. I don't. I, I never understood the sharing gun much. I didn't like Genjutsu users. I like Daijutsu users. Like one that could just just they just throw hands. I like that. I did. De- I definitely Naruto like kind of paved the way for what not to do with like power scaling because it's just like like Jujutsu Kaisen does it great but they learned from Naruto like Naruto didn't have anyone to learn from <laughs> like by the end of the show nobody uses Genjutsu it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly right it doesn't work it's <laughs> yeah well because if I tell you I'm gonna spoil you anyway that was a pod Thank you. Thanks for watching. This was a great pod. Uh, this was the best pod we've ever had. I enjoyed this, especially the last 15 minutes. Yeah, OGs love this one. Exactly. Sayonara. <laughs>